Welcome to the Launch University Podcast, turning good intentions into reality in your career, business, and life. Here's your host, Shane Benson. Well, welcome to another podcast from Launch University. I'm Shane Benson, and I have with me today David Farmer. What's up, Shane? How are you? I'm great. And you? I'm great. And so we're uh, we're coming to you today and um, talking about what it looks like to celebrate frequently. We thought we'd do a podcast just about um, what it means and how important it is to celebrate. And, you know, as launchers, oftentimes there are these gaps between where we are and where we want to be. And we're hopeful that the podcasts like this kind of get us through those seasons where we're trying to get to the other side of it and can't quite figure it out. And sometimes it's just helpful to have these helpful tips. So we thought we'd take some time today to talk about what it means and why it's important to celebrate. And so, David, uh, we're going to jump right in. Um, I think one of the things to think about is every time we're launching something, we're in the middle of something, it's really important that we realize that we're on this journey and part of the journey is pausing to take time to celebrate some of our successes. That's right, because the journey's likely going to be hard. For our launchers out there, they've probably bitten off something that's challenging. They don't even quite know how they're going to ultimately make it to the finish line. Um, and, and therefore, you do need these moments where you can stop as you make progress and celebrate progress made. And the, the challenge is, um, you know, maybe one of the questions would be around why don't we celebrate more often? You know, especially when we're in the middle of a process or in the middle of a journey. And it does come back to, I think, fundamentally, it's hard. And so therefore, when you're rushing from one, you know, deadline to the next deadline, there's just no margin. And so you're rushed to get to the next task, and you don't take that necessary pause to kind of reflect on, hey, what just went well? Yeah, I think very few of our listeners would say, I'm not busy. So, you know, everybody's hustling, and they feel the pressure to get the next thing done and wonder, when would I do this? And I don't have time for that. And here's the challenge. In our zeal to get to the next thing, because we ultimately want to launch the product or, or launch the idea, in our zeal to get to the next thing, we neglect to pause and reflect on all of the great things that we've done up to that point. And sometimes that can be a detriment to the overall process. Yeah, but we believe that celebration is an important ingredient in, in this recipe. This is not just some superficial activity. There's real hardcore benefits. Yeah, that. there's definitely benefits. I mean, think about this. Think about what a celebration or a pause to celebrate does. It creates energy. Yep. It creates momentum. Um, it's it's literally can be oftentimes the rocket fuel for the next stage of what it's going to take to get through uh, for to your launch. No question. Just think about our morning, Shane. We said we got to knock some work out, and if we can get it done, we're going to go eat comfort food for lunch. And that motivated <laughs> We us. actually had breakfast for lunch. That's, That's right. how hard we worked. Exactly. That's right. We earned breakfast for we lunch did. because we busted it this morning. Well, and you know, we, we all grew up probably um, oftentimes with a parent or, you know, a, a person in our life that said, if you'll make your bed, you get to go outside. Or if you get your homework done, you'll get to. Those are miniature celebrations, right? Work hard. And then figure out a way to kind of celebrate with an activity or something you're going to do. One of my greatest memories, <laughs> my dad needed my help after an ice storm in Atlanta when I was growing up. And tree limbs were everywhere, big mess in the yard. And he said, if you help me clean this up, we'll go see the Harlem Globetrotters. 
at what was the Omni in Atlanta. Oh, wow. And it, I thought that was going to be the greatest thing in the world. I love the Globetrotters. Um, and he probably had those tickets all along, but good yeah. for he, he He used that to motivate me to help pick up uh, all the debris from the storm. I love it. And, and, you know, here's there are some things that happen when we don't celebrate. And we want to talk about a little bit of those. And then we're going to jump into maybe six things that we can do to celebrate. But first, here's what happens if you don't celebrate. Give us some of the examples, David. Yeah, first of all, you just risk burnout. Um, as we said earlier, what you're doing is probably hard. It can even begin to feel like a grind, and you just need to back away a little bit, breathe, and that's what a celebration can help you do. So I'd say that that's one of yeah, the... Yeah, when you're running from one thing to the next, you can literally burn out because you haven't hit the pause. Yep. So, yeah. I'd say uh, another risk, uh, if you don't celebrate, you may begin to lose uh, your focus on the why you started this in the first place. Mm. And that's one of the fundamental motivations for going forward. So the celebration gives you a chance to kind of revisit that. We'll talk more about it, but you don't want to lose that. Um, I think you also, um, if you do not celebrate, you may unintentionally devalue some of the work that either you've created or members of your team have created. Which in, in turn leads to an opportunity or a missed opportunity to continue to engage yeah. that team. Yeah, so th there are clearly benefits associated with celebration, but there may even be these little subtle signals you're sending which are demotivating either yourself or the team if you fail to, to stop and have a little party. So we want to leave you with six things that um, maybe six sticky statements that will help you think about how to continue to create celebrations and to celebrate more frequently. So we'll just jump in. David, why don't you take the first one? All right, so our first tip on celebrations one size does not fit all. And what we mean by that is don't feel overwhelmed like you've got to throw a big party all the time. I think a celebration can be formal, can be planned. You know, it can be uh, even extravagant if need be, but it could be super simple. It's like if I can get this critical task done, I'm going to go have dinner at this place or I'm going to go see a movie or uh, we're going to go on, away on a weekend. It, 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 the scale is variable. We're bringing donuts. That's bringing donuts. One, right, right. That may be the easiest yeah. way to celebrate, but that's still a totally legit way to do so. So think of celebrations as uh, a full gamut of opportunities. And that's why we, we've titled this Celebrate Frequently, because I think in our conversations, Shane, we reference how nutritionists these days, they encourage us to eat smaller meals more frequently, mm -hmm. thinking of food as a fuel source for the body, and so it is with celebration. So have a lot of them, but don't feel like they all have to be big blowouts. They can be very simplistic. They can even be totally spontaneous, but still kind of fulfill the purpose that we were talking of earlier as we described celebrations. Yeah, and then there are times, and I can think about uh, specifically some of the work and celebrations that you've had, David, where Sometimes it is a blowout. Sometimes it's an extravaganza. It's almost like Thanksgiving. It's like let's we've worked our tails off. We're at the culminating point of an experience, and we're going to celebrate. Yeah, sometimes that is appropriate. You can kind of match uh, the commitment to the celebration based upon um, the magnitude of the effort and the number of people that are yeah, involved. So one size does not fit all. All right, so number two, we would say link to your vision. 
So as you think about the overall vision or the purpose of what you're trying to launch and what you're trying to work on or what you've rallied your team around, celebrations are a way to continually link back to your vision. And one of my favorite examples of this was the famous coach, John Wooden, who coached uh, the UCLA Bruins. And um, he would begin every season by having his team get up on a ladder and cut down the net. This is literally before the season started. And the reason he would do that is because he would give them a vision of what the celebration was going to look like so that you could think about that while you were training throughout the year. And I've always, I've always loved that analogy. And I think every time you have a celebration, whether that's donuts in the break room or this extravaganza that we talked about, it's a chance for you to continually link your team back to the overall arching vision. I have never heard that story. I've always heard the story that he taught them how to put their socks and shoes on so that they didn't get Yeah, blisters. right after he cut the nets down, he said, okay, now let's get to the basics. How do you tie your shoes? The You're net right? cutting yeah. uh, celebration sounds more fun than, it does. The, than the socks and shoes demo. But I guess they're all important in the scheme of things. Amen. Number all right. three. All right, let's go to three. Let's say commit celebrations to the calendar. And what we're suggesting there is at least for the big ones, when you know you've got a milestone that you're working for, go ahead. We said earlier it's hard to create margin. Go ahead and just build a place in your calendar for the party. And then you can actually leverage the party and have people looking forward to the party. Um, and you can also have a better party because you've planned ahead. So, um we need them. They're, they're, they're almost like mile markers that yep. we're shooting for. It's almost a form of accountability. Let's put the celebration on the, on the calendar. Oh, better get the work done so that we've got something to celebrate. So I saw this um, specifically at Zappos. Every Friday, they have happy hour. And they celebrate the work that they've done that week. And they have a little happy hour to kind of relax, unwind, but also to celebrate. And um, I think it's really important. And they put that on the calendar. Hey, here it is. This is when we're going to do it. So I think the application here, if you're not in the habit of celebrating frequently, pull your calendar out, take a look and figure out where are the moments where you can do some little celebrations and maybe even some bigger celebrations when appropriate. All right. So if you're like me, number four is helpful because number four, the principle is find your cruise director. And here's what it means. If you're not naturally wired to celebrate or to plan celebrations, find somebody in your organization who is. And there is invariably somebody that loves to throw a party and loves to think about this stuff. So find that cruise director. And you know what I mean? They're that person that's always thinking about how can we make this fun? How can we make this engaging? They don't mind going to party city and getting the party favors. They don't mind picking up the donuts. They actually like putting it on the calendar and planning it out. But when you can, find somebody because it'll engage them and that will help engage your team. And they'll come up with nuances that if you're not creative, you'd never come up with. And those are the things that kind of make it special and fun and goofy. And yeah, that's what folks love. Amen. All right, you want to keep going? Yeah, let's do it. Number five. Let's go to five. And five is you do want to make it memorable or is it at least as memorable as appropriate. And here's the reason why. Uh, We talked about this being a source of fuel. The more memorable you can make this, the more benefit you can derive from it. I know of celebrations that get talked about years and years and years after they happen. I can even give you uh, a couple of examples. Um, You and I have both worked for a good friend at Chick-fil-A, Dave Salyers. And I can remember, it had to be 15, maybe 20 years ago, Dave threw a big party when we hit a goal and 
He brought in limousines, which he hid in the back parking lot, and he brought us out to the parking lot not knowing what was going on. We loaded up the limousines. He had a suite rented out at the Braves game, Atlanta Braves game. We went to an Atlanta Braves game, had food planned. He had special shirts made for us that commemorated (laughs) the goal. If you know Dave, he pulls out all the stops. And first of all, just the thoughtfulness uh, that he put into it spoke a powerful message to us. And and that was meaningful, but we did not forget it. And so that that was fuel, and and, and because of of the, the just the way he pulled it off, it lasted for a long time. And I'll, I'll give you one other one. Uh, at my church, a couple of years ago, we had been on a journey to retire all of our debt mm-hmm. from building the church, and we worked on it for a long time. And people really gave sacrificially, and we were ultimately able to retire the debt. And there are several things that happened. First of all, our pastor called Dave Ramsey, and much of his mission uh, is helping people and organizations get out of debt. And he had our church on the Dave Ramsey show. And we had those confetti cannons uh, in church, mind you, that blew confetti all over the place. You know, some folks, I'm sure it took a week to get all that stuff up off the floor. But we blew the cannons uh, with the confetti. We screamed, we're debt free. We made the Dave Ramsey show. And then to help it live on, we created um, kind of a little monument outside the front of the church with a big rock and a little plaque that talked about what had happened. Mm. So that nobody would forget that moment. That's right. Nobody would forget it. it, And we can look back to it and not just celebrate what we did, but in this case, you know, how God blessed and it's it's strengthened the church. And it's so, it, it just, it gives a story that not only you can look back to, but you can even share with others that might not have been involved at the time, but you're bringing them into the organization. Well, and I love that. And I think it's it can be the small things too. I remember working for a leader where we had a, a month long project we needed to get done. And literally at the very end of it, it was a poker chip that said all in. It was like, thanks for being all in. And it was like, I still have that poker chip to this day, but it's just those little things that remind us how valuable we are as part of that team, um, how significant it was to reach that goal. And it's those little things that we we attach to. They made it memorable. So there you go. Make it memorable. The more memorable you make it, the more benefit you'll likely derive from the celebration. So we're going to end with number six, and that is as a leader, how important it is to set the tone. Doing and having celebrations set the tone for your organization, whether that's you and you alone, or whether that's you and multiple people, or whether it's a huge team. As a leader, when we celebrate, we're able to set the tone. And it's it's a way for a leader to literally express gratitude, um, to continue. We've talked about this. It's an ability to continue to link back to that vision and that overall purpose and to let people know how valuable they are to the overall mission of the business. And so I think celebrating frequently allows you as a leader to continually have opportunities to set the tone. So if you think about it, if you think about your calendar, how how important is it for you as a leader to be able to continually set the tone daily, weekly, monthly, quarterly, at the end of a project season or a busy season? Setting the tone as a leader is a critical piece of this, and I actually think it's one of the most valuable things in regards to celebration that there is. And can I add a dimension to that? I think it gives the leader a chance to demonstrate both gratitude and humility to the team. Yeah. 
So if you're listening and you are the leader, don't miss this kind of opportunity. You and I have both worked um, with John Bridges. He is the chief marketing officer at Chick-fil-A, so we'll give a shout-out to John. We've had uh, a big uh, party at the end of our year in the marketing group at Chick-fil-A, and John will make these unbelievable homemade trophies and they get, are unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, he must go to Toys R Us and just scoop up all this Between stuff. Between Ace Hardware and Toys R Us, I think, and some several glue guns and an electric drill, he manages to pull together these trophies. Yeah, he's good with his hands and tools because it's pretty amazing. Uh, they're very personal. Uh, they're very creative, and they obviously take a lot of time to make. And he does them himself in his garage at home. And so when he hands these things out... I think, first of all, people feel very honored, but they feel very appreciated. And it's a, it's, I think it's a, really an act of humility on John's part. Well, and too. what I love about it, it's, it really keys off a principle. Take what you do very seriously, but never take yourself too seriously. Yeah. And I think that's it's important as leaders. I mean, take what we do. You're running a business or you're trying to launch something. Take it very seriously, but never take yourself too seriously that you can't let your hair down, you know, put on a crazy wig, act silly, make a trophy, dance around. I love, I absolutely love some of the college football and pro football locker room scenes after a big win where the coach has agreed to do a crazy dance and they catch it on video. I love that because it allows that team to see, wow, the humility in their leader and the ability for that leader to celebrate. Yep. I heard a radio spot on satellite radio for Bomba Socks. I don't even know much about them, right? Have you heard this? Yeah, I have heard this. Okay, so here I am touting them, and I, I honestly have not purchased Bomba Socks, but I thought the ad was interesting. The guys talk about uh, one of the owners said, I committed that when we got to a million, we sold a million socks, I'd get a tattoo. Got a tattoo, yeah. Apparently, he's not a tattoo guy, and he's he's highlighting the fact that they got there faster than he thought, and he's got a tattoo. And imagine what that meant to their team. Yeah, you know, they were probably pretty fired up there towards the end to get to that goal, just so he could get a tattoo. I so, love it. So when a when a leader does stuff like that, those are the kind of leaders that you want to follow. Those are the kind of leaders that you know are committed. And so I would just say to our listeners, as you're leading, think about the ways you can celebrate that, um, demonstrate to your team um, really what you're all about, your character, your humility, your passion for the team, your gratitude for the team. And, And just to kind of close as we think about what it means to celebrate frequently, I think it's really important to remind ourselves what this can do for us as leaders and as um, folks that are trying to lead the charge for different initiatives, different things we're trying to launch. I mean, celebrating personally and as a team does so much for to maintain your enthusiasm about what you're doing. Because you know what? We know this. We've experienced it. Oftentimes when you're doing this, it feels like you're on an island and you feel like you're having to deal with problems maybe that not everyone's having to deal with. So taking a moment to celebrate can also do so much more for you as you're doing for the team. And so uh, we would just encourage you to celebrate frequently. And I want to throw a challenge out to our listeners, Shane. Uh, If you're working by yourself, here's my first challenge. Think of some meaningful task that you've got to accomplish, name it, and then think of an appropriate celebration, something you can do for yourself that you'll enjoy that would motivate you to kind of power through the work to get that task done. That's first challenge. Second challenge If you've got a team, do the same thing, but think at the team level. Think about the next big challenge the team needs to address, and you 
demonstrate some initiative and either yourself or as we referenced earlier, find your cruise director, get somebody involved to help plan a celebration for the team and just try it and see if it doesn't feel good and see if it doesn't energize not only yourself, but the team that you may be leading. Well, David, that that brings us to the end, and so we're going to celebrate. We may go have some more comfort food. I don't know. This <laughs> I was, love it. This was good. Um, but we just want to say thanks. You know, a, again, as launchers, we're all trying to make a difference, and our hope is that through these podcasts that we're helping you kind of bridge that gap for where you are in your journey, and uh, we continue to ask that uh, you just continue to follow with us on this journey, and we're excited about uh, being with you today. Thanks, David. Thank you, Shane. Good to be with you. Thanks for listening to the Launch University podcast. We hope it's helped you move from go-getter to difference maker. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes and leave a review. For more helpful resources, visit launchuniversity.com.